Uh, we are TNC the Premix, uh, back for Ooh. episode eight. Ooh, epi eight. And it's gonna be gonna be a good episode. Uh, episode eight brought to you again by our good friends at Six Hundred Five Real Estate in Sioux Falls. Um, My favorite real estate company, as is mine. Uh, I guess uh, we might as well uh, spotlight one of their broker associates again. Uh, hey, they're paying for the ad. We can do whatever they want. Uh, this episode uh, will feature Mr. John Fick. That's right, folks. Fick. <laughs> but my boy John is thick in all the right ways. Uh, John grew up on a dairy farm in northwest Iowa. Uh, instilling in him a work whenever there is work to be done attitude. Um, he also uh, went to SDSU, got a degree in economics, and he played a little jackrabbit football. He's an offensive lineman. Um, he was number 67. Uh, big miss on 69. Nice. But, Almost uh, nice. <laughs> um, yeah, after college I mean, moved to I mean, that means he's probably that, that means he's probably, probably pretty used to like teamwork. teamwork. Uh, probably a little hard work, probably <laughs> some sort of, probably a little honesty, maybe a little discipline. Oh yeah. Just, he knows how to work like that. And it's, he's used to hitting a sled. So you can probably talk him into moving a fridge or most large appliances, I assume. <laughs> I was going to say, or a semi. <laughs> yeah. Um, John's a good I, dude. Um, I've met him, know him personally. Um, He's a large man. <laughs> strong on plow. Strong on plow. Um, but yeah, um, if you need to reach out to him, all of his information is available at realestate605.com. And without further ado, I guess we'll just get right into it. Episode 8. Ba-ba-da. start the cast on a on a somber note our friend brian dennehy aka big tom from the movie tommy boy has passed i saw that that man could sell a ketchup popsicle to a woman wearing white gloves (laughs) i don't know about you but tommy boy played a very a very uh 
a teacher role in my life because that movie rules. Tommy Want Wingy. Tommy Want. I was going to check the specs on the endline Gurner. I'm retarded. <laughs> just, just an absolutely A-plus movie. Uh, if you find someone who doesn't like that movie, you point them out and we will fucking, we'll hurt them. All time. Huge. Uh, R.I.P. to, R.I.P. to Chris Farley. Yep. We are a big Chris Farley podcast. I plan on eventually dying like Chris Farley. Hopefully when I'm much older, but eh, we'll see how it goes. Um, uh, did you see that, uh, I guess we might as well get all the somber notes like out of the way, but, uh, just saw that, uh, our boy Vonnie Von Miller, uh, it's got the Ronies. I, I had that written down. My, fr- my friend Von Miller, uh, it's who I, I mean, he's, I think he's like a little, like maybe like three months older than me. It's who I modeled my game after. And by game, I mean, uh, fashion sense. Cause goddamn, that boy has got, he's got swag. He's got drip. He's got all the other cool words kids say. And he's got chickens. Yeah. Chickens are cool as fuck. Everyone knows that. I had some delicious, delicious chicken tacos. I wish I had a lot. Yeah. They were delightful. They're homemade too. Whew. Nice. Whew. Yep. But, uh, Vaughn, Vaughn's going to get through this because he is a huge, strong man. <laughs> Like, like the Ronies, you went you went wrong there, bud. You yeah, that's a picked, tall order. Yeah, I like to think the Ronies that got him like was just like fuck it. I need a challenge. Yeah, and it bit off more than it could chew. Yeah, I mean, obviously, hopefully he recovers quickly, and you know, hopefully, um, you know, quarantines and takes the proper precautions and limits his exposure which i'm sure he will um but yeah that sucks it's just i mean it's you know it's obviously there's normal day-to-day people all the time it's just a little bit more awareness when it's like a celebrity or high profile athlete like that but nevertheless it's still still a shitty shitty times that we're in Um, all all coronavirus is bad but when celebrities get it it just makes it more well known that it's bad for everyone um, speaking of that, uh, the whole Smithfield pork plant in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, um, number one hotspot, baby. Yeah. I mean, I guess we get to be number one in the nation in something. We're number one. Yeah. They got 644 cases. And Damn. then I believe, uh, a gentleman, uh, just passed away two days ago. Oh, shit. Link to that. So I saw numbers that said we had six deaths in South Dakota, but I think that makes it seven. I don't know. The report I said said six that wasn't affected since the seventh, but that guy died on the 14th. So math, I believe that's seven deaths, unfortunately. How dare you do math on this podcast? (laughs) Dude, that sucks. This is going to be a dumb question, but I'm kind of a dumb person. So does that mean all the food they made when they were sick? Will that contaminate people? I mean, I got to think that, you know, typically in like, I I worked at a food processing plant back in the day. So, I mean, most of the time um, in food processing, like you're all 
gloved up, smocked up, you got the hairnet on. Um, so, you know, typically they, you know, being inspected by like the USDA and, um, you know, all the, yeah, the national food stuff, they're usually pretty good, but yeah, I mean, it, who's to say that it couldn't have, you know, and yeah, I mean, you know, they make a lot of shit there. <laughs> I'd say personally, I was never a fan of John Morrell, AKA Smithfield. Uh, but they did make like a, like a huge pack of like Polish sausages that were delicious and cheap, but big, that sucks for them. They employ a lot of people. Yeah. It's yeah. One of the larger, uh, employers in Sioux Falls for sure. Um, yeah, I, I actually like obviously knew of uh, when it was John Morales and like now Smithfield, but uh, like I just looked up to see like all the stuff that they make. But yeah, they're like like you said, um, like Polish sausages, smoked sausages, brats, smoked hams, breakfast sausage, breakfast sandwiches, bacon, lunch meats, and obviously like marinated pork and ground pork. So that's a lot of stuff I like right there. I know. <laughs> <laughs> The Ronies might be coming for us the old-fashioned way. But, uh, yeah, no, I I feel dumb because people kept talking about Smithfield, and I just kept doing that thing where I was like, oh, dude, not Smithfield, and I had no idea what it was. And then finally, after like three days, someone's like, yeah, John Morales. And I was like, oh, I pretend to know the entire time. Yeah, I knew that it – like. Um... I knew that it was like a processing plant, but I actually, actually like forgot that it was like the John Rails, like the pork, um, yeah. pork plant, but yeah, shitty deal. But, uh, Ooh, let's, that's going uh, to explode our numbers. Yeah. So on that note, let's, let's, let's put change, a, let's put let's a foot in the it. ground. <laughs> let's change it to something a little happier. Uh, depending on when you guys are hearing this today is Thursday, April 16th. And I saw on Twitter today, it is National Horny Day. Mm. So everyone get out and you can't get out there, but go ahead and fire off some risque texts. Maybe do a little stink flirting Ooh. as a little, little segue into uh, horny. I was uh, doing a little quick search on uh, just like some science facts or some some world went for like world news but just something kind of like in the science like a fun fact type of deal and i saw stink flirting in the headline and of course that grabbed my attention yeah. but it kind of wait, wait can, I, can i take a wild guess of what it is yes uh is it when animals like pheromone each other yes you're right yeah fucking nailed it god damn remember when i said i wasn't smart earlier i'm a fucking genius well yeah well call back to the zabumafum incident um it's actually <laughs> it's actually male lemurs um they actually oh. have uh like scent glands in their wrists which i was surprised by the like placement. spider-man <laughs> i was surprised at the placement <laughs> of the glands i was anticipating them to be in a different area of the anatomy yeah. but <laughs> the bathing uh, suits area if you will <laughs> uh but yeah supposedly they ex they secrete a like pear smelling like fruity uh like pheromone and it drives the girls wild gets the girl Ooh. lemurs going i'm not gonna lie i have a calvin klein summer scent that's pear scented and it doesn't drive the girls wild but i like it 
At least no one's ever complimented me on it, dicks. Sorry, I sell it. Sorry, I smell like summer. Uh, this I just this just happened yesterday, and it kind of it kind of relates to the old spraying the scent. Uh, yesterday uh, I was playing was playing a video juego with my roommate slash boy Taylor, and looking out our out our front picture window, I just saw a cat strutting by. He was he just was strutting. He had a gallant stroll, and he walked up our driveway. And he stood in front of Taylor's car and he locked eyes with Taylor through the window and then just sprayed his male cat scent all over Taylor's bumper. <laughs> it was the most disrespectful thing I've ever seen. I literally was like, Taylor, you have to go fight that cat. Yeah, cat spray was, is the worst. Uh, I, I, I didn't know they actually did that. Yeah, we so like we might already be on the fence with PETA a little bit, but um, we used to have, like, so like living, I lived in like a really small town. It's essentially like living in the country because three heights is fucking tiny, but mm-hmm. we would have problems with Tomcats all the time. And for any city folk that don't know, like stray Tomcats in the wild are fucking assholes. And they'll like, they'll like kill and eat or bite the heads off of like baby kittens and shit. Oh. And then they come around and they spray all over the place. So there's quite a few uh, Tomcats that Bob put down uh, <laughs> with the sorted calibers of weapons. Um, but it's for the good because we always had like cats that my mom fed outside to like get the mice the cool, and stuff. The cool cats. Yeah, the friendly nice nice cats. But yeah, so you guys were the you guys were the Tiger Kings of Reheights. We were. <laughs> and. and- and big dollar sign Bob was the fucking Joe Exotic. Yep. A, l- a little bit less having uh, sex and getting married to straight dudes, but in the same vein. <laughs> yeah. But sc- screaming at cats will shoot them in the fucking face. <laughs> yeah. My mom was never really a fan of it until like a litter of kittens would, that she had just like discovered would get like murdered by a Tomcat. And then Bob was... Ooh. Bob got free range to just go. <laughs> Dude, I didn't off. know. I didn't. I didn't know Tomcats were assholes like that. Yeah. Uh, and fuck them. Not not a you know not to stereotype Tomcats, but most of them are fucking pieces of shit, and they spray all over the place. <laughs> it stinks like shit. So, fuck Tomcats. Gross. The only the only thing I knew cats spraying from was from South Park, <laughs> where Kenny Kenny gets addicted to it. That's that's kind of all I knew. But, uh, man, fuck that. Fuck, I'll put Tomcats on the list right now. Um, so, a little on this day in history. Uh, in 2018, uh, Kendrick Lamar won a Pulitzer for mm. his music. Well, I'm, I'm going to tell I'm going to drop a little hot take for this. I do enjoy the rap music. Uh, it's probably from my youth where I grew up in the hood. Uh, but it really speaks to me. I do not like Kendrick Lamar at all. He does uh, nothing for me. So like full disclosure, I know that I've probably heard multiple Kendrick Lamar songs, uh, but I could not tell you a single one. Um, yeah. yeah, you're, well, in my bold opinion, you're not missing much. Uh, every other person in the world's gonna tell me I'm wrong, 
but they're wrong. They are the asshole. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I, like I said, heard the name, heard people talk about him all the time. I know a lot of people love his music. I'm sure I've heard it. I couldn't tell you a single song. I, w- I want to tell you, I want to say he won the Pulitzer for like a spoken word al- or version of his album to pimp a butterfly. Now, some of that might be wrong. Some of it might be drastically wrong, but we're going to roll with it. I didn't, I didn't like that album at all. And every other person in the world's like, ooh, top five album of the year. And I was like, uh-huh. No. No, it's well, not. Uh, but glad you guys voiced that wrong opinion, but good for Kendrick uh, Lamar. Also, on this day, I like my music. I like my rap music a little more ignorant. <laughs> um, also, on this day in 1972, um, Apollo 16 departed for the moon and then landed on 420. Nice. Fucking cool as hell. I bet they got I bet they got good moon weed up there. I don't like for some reason in my small mind, like I only remember like the like the first time. Or I was only thinking of like the first time that we went to the moon, and that was like in what, nineteen sixty-nine? Sixty-eight, I believe. Okay. I once again, not a fact checker. Uh I think I saw the stat. I actually, I know. So I saw the stat yesterday that 12 people have walked on the moon and Mariano, Mariano Rivera, the closer for the Yankees, uh, had only in like a shitload of appearances as a closer had only allowed 11 runs. So more people have walked on the moon than have scored runs on Mariano Rivera. That's kind of terrifying. Oh, speaking of, uh, those facts, the little callback. I think you might have like corrected yourself or found the stat, but I didn't remember. But I heard it. the The Larry Fitzgerald has more tackles than drops. That's what. It was. There we go. That's what it is. Which is yeah, I knew fucking crazy. Yeah, I say I knew it was some sort of stat. Like you'd heard, like you'd hear it and be like, "What?" But yeah, I knew it was something crazy. I'm not even like I think I said like more, more touchdown passes than drops or something. I knew it was something weird. Yeah, I mean, I I was I did I don't have them in front of me, but I uh, I saw something about that because they were talking about like the NFL 100 list or whatever um, from a, from a while ago, and yeah, but he's had like a ton of different quarterbacks. So yeah, I uh, Carson Palmer, Kurt Warner, God, there were so many shitty ones. I think John Skeleton or John yeah, Skeleton, yeah, Skeleton. The old Spookmeister Skelton. That's a nickname um, I just made up for him. He can have that. <laughs> um, also yeah, on this... Larry Fitzgerald, good at football. Very good. Very also good. a premier tackler, apparently. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, also on this date in 1943, uh, hallucinogenic effects of LSD were discovered. Mmm. 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 Well, not anything I know about, so yeah, I mean, <laughs> couldn't, yeah. Give you any, couldn't give you any help or information there, yeah, except, it, two, except two is too many. <laughs> oh, God, I'm gonna get my ass kicked for that. <laughs> <laughs> totally worth it. 
Yeah, I hear uh, it's pretty fun. Yep. Yeah, well, maybe one day when when we take off, we'll go down to we'll go down to Brazil and we'll do like Anhuysha or whatever. We'll get weird with it for three days, purify our minds. Yeah, I want to get famous so I can figure out what Molly is and do like Percocet or something. Ah, <laughs> oh, Molly and Percocet. Yeah, painkillers and uppers. Now there's a combo. <laughs> it makes your heart beat the normal amount. <laughs> Which mine hasn't done just <laughs> at a resting heart rate since I was like 15. 12. <laughs> <laughs> like, God damn, it's pretty high. I'm like, yeah, well, I ran here. Really? No. <laughs> That's good. That actually kind of, that little fact thing you did right there kind of brings me up to an idea I've been tossing around. I think we should do like a conspiracy corner segment segment every now and then because I do love conspiracy theories and the whole uh, coronavirus is made in a lab conspiracy theory is getting tossed around a lot. Mm-hmm. But I wouldn't hate if every like couple episodes I could just drop in with my favorite conspiracy theory of the week. And we can Got one? Go. Got one right now? Uh, you know, not right now because I don't have any of like, I got to do a little research. I got to base my things on facts. I mean, everyone knows the big ones, 9-11, George W., didn't land on the moon. So the, I was curious if maybe we should, we should uh, dive into the 9-11 one because actually um, the contractors that are working on the kitchen here uh, somehow in the middle of just a just a small conversation um, went down a rabbit hole with this guy and he was telling us about thinking it was an inside job and like how the guy took out insurance on all the buildings and we should, we should definitely dive into that one. I'm I'm cool with that. Uh, Cody, can you tell the nice people why they're working on the kitchen? (laughs) Um, If you can't do it for insurance purposes, I understand. (laughs) (laughs) So someone uh, decided they were going to make Allegedly. some orange chicken and uh, might've put too much oil in the pan. Um, a little sesame oil. Uh, I think it was just regular vegetable. Um, oh, dude, that, the smoke points way higher on sesame oil. Come on. <laughs> that's what, uh, that's what I, I should have looked into. Um, but yeah, so I'll just, I'll, I'll take this time to also make a little PSA to everyone so everybody can be safe in, in their cooking. Cause um, I should have looked up uh, some facts on this too. Cause uh, it's fairly common kitchen fires and oil fires. And uh, the big thing um, anyways, I, I guess the lead up to that is someone had <laughs> a, a pot of boiling water on one side to make some rice. Um, mm-hmm and a classic side dish with orange chicken absolutely absolutely and so that was boiling and the person had just got back from the gym and hadn't eaten and wasn't thinking super clearly and had (laughs) i think inadvertently turned both burners all the way up um because they had just turned the one up all the way to boil the water um and they were preparing cutting up some chicken and noticed that the uh, oil was starting to smoke so they approached the burner and turned it down and went back to uh, you know open up a door and turn the ceiling fan on to kind of get the smoke out and went back to cutting up the chicken you know just thought it would you know cool down and uh, all of a sudden it flashed over 
and turn into a crazy fire. Um, the, it, yeah, went all over the place, burn up the microwave, burn up the stove, um, almost burnt the house down, had to call the fire department and everything. It was, uh, quite, uh, quite the ordeal. Um, but yeah, uh, PSA, uh, oil fires are probably the most terrible type of fire in my opinion, because can't spray them with water you can't blow them out yeah. you have to use say, a you dry gotta, you gotta like baking soda or something yes and had the person known that um the fire might have been put out uh quicker but i think they weren't thinking very clearly uh once they realized that things were starting to get out of control and they they couldn't control it um i was gonna say that person's adrenaline was probably spiking uh they saw fire uh i mean you know, i can think of a thousand reasons hey houses burn down every day uh Things happen. Um, I'm just happy that person made it out okay. Me too. I, I really <laughs> am. Um, but yeah, that person. Did uh, that person ever get orange chicken? Uh, no. Um, that person decided that it was an omen that that person should just not have orange chicken ever again. We just maybe do some Beijing beef or some General Tao's. Um, but yeah, we're swearing off the orange chicken for that guy. <gasps> I do not blame him. Um, uh, just, just on a whole food note, I want everyone to know the fat shaming is working. I received many messages that were very mean, and I'm done. I cut out all the unhealthy stuff. I'm a keto warrior again. Thank you. Thank you, listeners, for all your kind, mean words. <laughs> uh, mostly, mostly my sister, who got very personal with it very fast. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, that uh, the keto thing made me think. Um, we were talking about the mountains, uh, 501k deadlift. Mm-hmm. Um, he, uh, it was, you know, planned to come up on May 2nd, and I guess now uh, ESPN's going to pick it up. So, hell yeah. I'm going to watch that. Oh, me too. I mean, I imagine a lot of people are because there's, I mean, for one, it's kind of crazy to think that, um, the, you know, the strongest person in the world, you know, you could potentially watch like some of the strongest people in the world, but they don't really get that much draw, you know, not, not nearly as much as like the NBA, NFL, um, which is kind of crazy to me, but, um, I, I do love feats of strength. Yeah, I think it's I think it's sweet. I can remember like when I was a little kid, like watching like Magnus Samuelson or, or whoever. Yeah, I was gonna say watching like World's Strongest Man like on ESPN two. And yeah, be that, like oh, watch them pick those Atlas stones up. Atlas stones, <laughs> awesome. And then you're like, and then you're like, oh, that doesn't look too hard. And like that stone weighs six hundred and eighteen pounds. <laughs> it's like, oh, that's less fun. Yeah. So unfortunately, I think all the uh, strongman hardos are gonna have a real hard time with that because um you know it's outside of competition as we mentioned uh on a previous episode and uh now that espn's picking it up it and if he if he actually is able to do it it's it's gonna stand Uh, as as a world record and um i follow him on instagram he frequently deadlifts like 800 pounds for like six reps like and he doesn't he doesn't make it look hard yeah i think he tried i think he tried the 501k deadlift in like maybe last year or 
and I, I want to say like he got it, he like got it up, but they like didn't give it to him for some reason. Yeah, he kind of he the the one attempt. I think he maybe he's attempted more than once. I think the attempt that I saw, he just like he couldn't lock it in. He couldn't get it all the way up. Dude, pussy couldn't even pick up that much eleven hundred pounds. Come on, dude. You call yourself a mountain. <laughs> Isn't this what you do for a living? Figure it out. Yeah, I was gonna say, yeah. Figure it out. Seems to me you had one job and you fucked it up. Um, did I talk to you about Israel Adesanya um chirping John Jones? Uh I you didn't, but I am here for it because whoo boy. There was some words. <laughs> and there's nothing cooler than two dudes that could absolutely behead 99.999% of the world with like judo kicks chirping each other in very mean ways yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I wouldn't say it to a four-year-old who I could definitely beat up <laughs> I thought it was very very reminiscent of um, when Cormier and John Jones fought the first time I think and I remember they, they had them like sitting in those booths yeah they didn't think the mics were hot yeah, and he was, and John Jones told him he was going to kill him. He's like, "No, yeah. I'll, I'll literally murder you." <laughs> yeah. That's that's what uh, uh, I thought. Will you say his name one more time so I don't butcher it? Israel Adesanya, I believe. That's what I thought. You... I'm I'm going to call him Israel just because I do not want to be here for the next four minutes trying to say Adesanya. I think the I think Israel the, Lasagna. Uh, I think the cool kids call him Izzy. So Izzy. Uh, I thought I thought Izzy's tweet where he's like, "You still there, pussy?" I thought that was a callback. I thought that was a callback to that interview because I'm pretty sure John Jones says that. He, to oh, Daniel Quimmer. I'm fairly certain. I if if not, I pictured him saying it because he said something like that, like after the interview was over or something like that. Yeah. Like, Are you still there, pussy? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Just like, oh, you're one of the world's most dangerous men? You still there, pussy? Yeah, John Jones literally threatening to murder Cormier was just magical, though. That's good TV. Um, that, uh, them, them beefing, uh, I don't know how, but I, I kind of led me into, like, a little rabbit hole of stuff, and I saw some stuff about, like, supposedly uh, Shaq credited, uh, some of his like NBA success and getting back into shape in like 2000. Um, Cause he started doing like MMA. Oh, and all I could that's think a, of was like Shaq fighting Bob Sapp. Yes. Dude, Bobby Sapp ruled. <laughs> that guy, that guy definitely took all of the steroids, but he was no, awesome. The worst, the worst part is about Bob Sapp is like, every time I saw him when I was younger, I was like, well, that man's clearly never lost a fight. And then he would just get pummeled by dudes way smaller than him. I'm like, oh, that's not yeah. fun. He would get gassed. And then, like, he used to just rage on people. And I think he got hit in the head too much. And then he had a short, you know, shout short out, fuse. Or, Chuck Liddell. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, I guess in, like, uh, in, two, <laughs> in 2010, he tried to get uh, uh, Dana White to hook up a fight between him and, like, this Hongman Choi guy out of i believe korea and uh what unfortunately that fell through but i guess he was like some heavyweight champion um and Shaq wanted to do like a exhibition fight with him and i guess it never worked out i i know the korean heavyweight champion probably would have wiped the floor with Shaq. uh Shaq is huge strong also very fast 
that's kind of what that's what made Shaq devastating because there's been huge huge people in the NBA before, but none like Shaq who was devastatingly strong and inhumanely fast. So I, I you know I wouldn't be surprised if Shaq you know fucking threw him around a little bit. I think I mean it would have been entertaining nonetheless. Um, I also I didn't know this but uh, it must have been like within like the last year. I guess Shaq was uh, like grappling and doing like some jujitsu stuff with Greg Hardy, um, which Ooh. Greg Hardy, former, bad, 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 goop, bad dude. Not a, not a Greg Hardy fan. Former, former Dallas Cowboy Greg Hardy, that dick. Yeah. Uh, he will be fighting, uh, I guess what's now UFC 249, whatever. He'll be fighting on that card. Really? I think it's, I think it's May 19th now, May 2nd maybe. Yeah, but Greg Hardy's on that card. Fucking Greg Hardy. Such a person. I had something. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. No, I I'd, I'd written that down because yeah, UFC two forty nine back on. Um, you said nineteenth. Uh yeah. I was taking a shot in the dark. Yeah, I had that written down. Probably should look that up. But yeah. Um, <laughs> but. I didn't hear anything about Fight Island. I just saw undisclosed location. Dude, I, I hope it's Fight Island. Fight Island would be such a good time. <laughs> it's like God, a, if I, it's a baller move to just be like, <laughs> "Well, we're quarantined, so I'm just going to buy an island." I guess we'll just there. fight on my island. Ugh. And if you're telling me they're only going to fight on that island one time, I guarantee the next week Dana White's hunting a human on that island. Like that island's going to be used for some sketchy shit. Just do a real life Hunger Games after that. I I volunteer immediately. <laughs> Volunteers tribute. <laughs> and people are gonna see me and be like, "Oh, he's probably gonna try to go berserker on me like his Viking ancestors." Nope, all about the mind games. I'll, um, I'll mostly be I mostly be talking people in the Hunger Games into killing themselves. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be the little finger of the Hunger Games. It's not a bad idea. Uh, I was I was excited to talk about like the potential like Odell Beckham to Minnesota, but then I found out that I guess that that was that was false. I mean, most of the time where there's smoke, there's fire, but uh, yeah, I guess that one was disproved, and supposedly neither side had engaged in any discussions about that trade. I- well, did you see Jake La- Jake Glazer's whole thing where he's like, I have groundbreaking news I'm going to drop? Did he ever and, release that? Yeah, it was like one of the – like the Rams center had coronavirus, but he's already already recovered. Oh. And that's what I saw. But I – that's what – like because I clicked on it, I was like, what could he be talking about? Mm-hmm. And people were like, oh, he's talking about Odell Beckham getting traded to the Vikings. I was like, all right. If I know anything about very talented receivers in Minnesota – they're really good until they go crazy. Looking at you, Randy, my friend. Well, I mean, this is, you know, you could you could dispute this or you know be left up to personal opinion. But if Kirk and Diggs couldn't get along, I don't imagine that Kirk and OBJ would have oh, gotten along uh, very well. Ah, uh, not even fucking Kirk. For Kirk's first word, Cousin's first words to OBJ would be like, hey, you should come stop by my youth meeting on Wednesday nights. And OBJ is going to be like, the strip clubs here suck. <laughs> Let me go. 
Stop giving me those pizza ranch coupons. I don't fucking want to go. I don't want fucking cactus bread. I want to go to Drake's house. I want to dance on Instagram for the love of God. I hate this place. Well, that sucks. Oh no, Minnesota, you're going to have another couple heartbreaks. Get used to it. I just want you guys to feel pain like I have. Speaking of clubs, uh, this was just a random thought that popped in my mind. I bet strip clubs are going to close down. Like, they might not recover from this. Yeah, it's usually, I imagine, kind of a quick cash-in, cash-out type of type of deal. Yeah, I guess I, I guess in, in that aspect, like we might get off of quarantine and there might be a whole new batch of dancers. Because <laughs> I saw the unemployment numbers. There is a lot of unemployed people. Well, you got to shake some titties to feed your kids Fruity Pebbles? Or dong. We don't discriminate. <laughs> yeah. But like I can't, I can't imagine uh, a couple of the sketchier ones in South Dakota making it through this. Yeah, old uh, Racehorses Gentlemen's Club in Salem. That uh, they definitely. I mean, I wouldn't have been surprised if maybe like an earlier unmutated form of COVID nineteen <laughs> came out of that place because <laughs> it, was, it was dirty. Yeah, it was. That was a uh, a juice bar. So yeah. I don't know if like other plus. Yeah, I don't know if other states, if that's a thing, but in South Dakota. Yeah, the uh, – uh, I mean, from what I've heard from friends, the one in Boyd was a juice bar. <laughs> <laughs> definitely definitely, did, definitely didn't test that out. There wasn't a bar right across the road where they didn't card, but, <laughs> yeah, that was – I think Deja Vu in Minneapolis doesn't serve booze either. They sell you monsters from what I've heard. You hear a lot. <laughs> yeah, I was just saying, dude, my friends are weird. Yeah. That gentlemen's clubs, and they tell me about it. I don't go, Mom. Uh, like that Salem one. So it, it, uh, it's no longer as far as I know. But no, I think it shut down a while ago. Yeah, like the, the owner was actually pretty smart because they would try to shut him down. And uh, he must have either known the law pretty well himself or had a good lawyer because – he would come up with a different way to get it back open. Like every time to like fight the city ordinance or whatever and get it back in. Like, I think he might've moved it one time. So it was like farther out of town, but then it was still like within like uh, the, the township or, or whatever. And so then he ended up like putting up a uh, projector screen in the back and put like dirty movies on it. And then he labeled it as a uh, adult film or adult movie theater. And then, so because he had pornos going on in the back, then he could still have like dancing girls, I guess, and get away with it. Um, but yeah, that was a very, I mean, you can, you can play it off when you go to a, uh, like a normal strip club. That's like a bar. You'd be like, yeah, I'm just gonna, you know, hang out, shoot some pool, drink some beers, you know, hang out with my, hang out with the boys and maybe see a couple of titties, you know, just just real cash. Next thing you know, know, you're at Sniffer's Row. You don't know where all your money went. (laughs) I, I did. This is a personal story. I won't name any names, but me and a couple buddies were at uh, a gentleman's establishment inside inside of Watertown. I'll let you guys name it. South Fork. But, uh, yeah. But when we were there, 
we literally sat at the bar and watched Oklahoma City Thunder play the uh, Golden State Warriors. And it's where Steph Curry hit like a 45-foot three-pointer to win the game. And like literally girls were like trying to come up and like get us to, to get us to buy a dance. And he'd be like, go away. This is a huge game. <laughs> that was that was pretty peak degeneracy where it was like, this is big. This has playoff implications. And yeah, Steph Curry hit literally a 45 footer, like a jump shot to win the game. And it was awesome. See, that's like a per- that's like a perfect example of being able to just like go hang out in a strip club and it's like not perverted where when you go to a juice bar uh strip club that doesn't have tvs um you're pretty much only there there you're (laughs) certainly not there for the ginger kale smoothie yeah legitimately i can remember at salem when we walked in there was like one diet mountain dew in the cooler that was it (laughs) oh awesome and there's a certain clientele or a certain crowd that gets drawn to a greasy juice bar strip club in the middle of bumfuck South Dakota. And whew, there are some characters. Each one of them probably could have had a cameo in Tiger King for sure. Oh yeah. That was a, that was a dirty, dirty place. RIP in peace. I'm sad that he, I'm sad that that guy eventually lost his battle against the Salem town. Yeah. They eventually got the, they got their man. They don't like entrepreneurs. They don't like capitalism. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just because she dances go-go, it don't make her a hoe now. <laughs> oh, let's see. What else we got on here? What else we got on here? Oh, I was uh this just I was speaking to our, our good friend of the pod, James LeBon, and uh he asked me for some recommendations on underwear because I, I have a certain brand of underwear that I really like and I talk about them quite frequently. No free ads. But uh, I was telling him where to get them at. And he was he brought up the fact that like he had a favorite pair and they had like they had been like ripped, like the crotch had been ripped for like years and he eventually they just got too far gone. I mean, Favorite underwear was a, and as soon as you got to put your favorite underwear down, that's a sad day in every man's life. Do like a Viking funeral and push it out (laughs) on fire. Yeah. You got to do the pig pen from out cold where he just puts his underwear in the fire. Needed burning. (laughs) Yeah. Like I, I distinctly remember in third grade, I had a pair of Joe boxers that had like a smiley face on the front and, uh, I'm, I'm not, I'm not morbidly obese. I'm not skinny. I describe myself as uh, pudgy, but I'm hyper flexible. So I frequently rip the crotch out of everything. Also, cause you know, I'm packing that meat dog, but, uh, but I remember like I ripped those and I like hid, hid the rip from my mother. Cause I was in third grade. So I didn't do my own laundry cause I'm soft, but, uh, Literally, I think after about the fifth time of her washing them, I was she was like, "We have to like get rid of these." And I was like, "No, mom, they're the greatest boxers of all time. Please don't make me throw them away." And she's like, "We can get new ones." And I was like, "No, these ones. I love these ones." <laughs> How many? Like that was a big thing for chicks too when chicks started wearing boxers. Like that was a thing, you know. Like they would just wear them to. Yeah be cute or whatever but yeah the smiley face joe boxers they definitely had their day elite elite boxers in like 1999 
that one and then like the red and black flannel pair of Joe Boxers. Oh, hey, yep. Those were the two. Solid, both solid choices. And then you grow up and you start wearing boxer briefs. Yeah, I um, I remember wearing wearing boxers. I think when I was in like junior high, and I would they would just always end up like just bunched up and like in the crack of my ass. <laughs> yeah. But like everybody wore boxers, so you had to be cool and like wear boxers. And then I started wearing boxer briefs and never looked back. Yeah, I was gonna say I I remember in high school I switched from boxers to boxer briefs, just being like, oh man. This is a whole new ball game. I am supported. It lifts and separates. Yeah, that was just talking about favorite underwear got me all nostalgic, though. <laughs> I'll have because, to uh, uh, question you about what brand you were recommending to Chim. Oh, they're good. They're real good, and they're cheap. And but they're they're cheap, but they're nice. It's like a it's like a cheat code. For boxer briefs. Mm-hmm. You have my attention. <laughs> Plus, they're very fashion forward. I don't want to say any names, but it rhymes with Schmalvin Tyne. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that and that kind of made me think about because I I just did it today, so I wrote it down. But like favorite pair of underwear. I also uh cleaned my closet out. I had, you know, just it needed some reorganizing and I found like a bunch of pairs of like old shorts that I had in like high school. I threw one of those bad boys on today. Oh man. They these, this pair of shorts, this pair of shorts is like 12 years old and they're like mesh. God damn. It was like putting on an old friend. <laughs> I was like, I was sad when I took them off. I was just like, I wish I could wear these all the time. Just, just ready to go fire up the microwave and just spill a bunch of hot pocket grease all over them. <laughs> Those things have seen so much French bread pizza made shirtless at 2 a.m. <laughs> and yeah, I, old clothes rule. Like, or like I had like favorite shirts. Like, I had a I had a shirt that was like had been washed so many times that was like starting to get like threadbare in spots, so it was super soft. It was like, well, you can't wear that in public anymore. It's like, shut up, mom. I'll do what I want. <laughs> and that was that was just last week. <laughs> but like, uh, old clothes rule. I'm tired of buying new clothes. I just want to wear all my old clothes because they're comfortable. They they're good, and I miss them. Do you do you remember when Pepsi did the like three bottle cap? Um, of the same NFL team and then you could send them in in an envelope and they would send you you could, at one point they did hats but in in this instance it was when they were doing the t-shirts and mm-hmm. I do recall I remember I got us us because it was whatever team you got you didn't get to pick the team so like yeah. I got three St. Louis Rams ones and sent it in and got the St. Louis Rams shirt and I had turned it into a cutoff um, and I used to wear it like underneath my football pads and stuff but then I would wear that shirt like all the time. And then one time we did, uh, or we got some of that like absinthe or something that's supposed mm-hmm. to make you like hallucinate. The green fairy. Yeah. Yeah. It's supposed to make you like hallucinate and it didn't make me hallucinate. It just made me like really, really drunk. Um, <laughs> but I think that was because we drank a shit ton of beers and like a bunch of schnapps and stuff before that. But there's no I, way uh, we could know for sure. <laughs> I ended up, uh, 
getting in an argument with somebody at a party at like a house party, like out in the middle of the country. And I just remember leaving and um, I like, I was, I wouldn't say blacked out, but um, I just remember deep, 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 maybe blue out. I just, yeah, whatever's on the spectrum. Uh, But yeah, I just remember coming to, and I was like walking through a cornfield but I was like not walking down the rows. I was like going against the grain and like parting, like making it the absolute hardest on myself. And like, I just kind of like, I ended up like, uh, and like I'm six two. And I just remember like coming to all of a sudden, like in the middle of this cornfield, I looked up and the stocks are like, like a foot taller than my head. So I can't see a thing. And I'm just like sweating. Oh no. It's just sweating profusely. And there's just like millions of mosquitoes just eating me alive and I'm like what the fuck and so I turned and like actually started walking down a row and like I couldn't see anything I was just getting eaten by mosquitoes so I started like running to try to outrun the mosquitoes because that was yep. the smartest thing I could think to do at the time and as I was outrunning these mosquitoes I ran into a barbed wire fence at the end of the field because I finally got out of the section of corn <laughs> and uh, I was wearing that ram's cutoff and one of the barbs like hit me in the, in the chest and like ripped the shirt. And, uh, but, uh, so after that, I had always wore that shirt and it was just all ripped up and had the huge rip in the middle and eventually had to retire the old gal, but goddamn, that was a good shirt. Yeah. Good shirt. (laughs) I have a similar story to that. I had a a beastie boys shirt that I got in like third grade. Uh, cause I was really into the beastie boys and I turned it into a cutoff. And then like a, like one of like the real deep cutoffs, oh, yeah. you know, where it's basically, it's like, it's not even shirt anymore. It's Down basically your just waist. a poncho. Yeah. It's basically just a poncho. And then I spilled like uh, pool cleaning chemicals on it. So it was like all bleached down stuff. And I would wear that underneath my football pads. I remember one day I was a senior and like a freshman, like ripped, like one of like the little pieces of like the little thin cloth on like the bottom. And I was absolutely irate. I might have fought the kid. Should have oh, done that. That was a good shirt. I, I actually, and then I did the same thing you did where I just took the two pieces that were like ripped. I just like tied them together. <laughs> I was like, this, I can get, I can get two, three, two, three more years out of this shirt. Yeah. There's something to be said for like just a great shirt that you love. Just fits good. Especially it's hard to have the patience with the scissors to make a good cutoff. And once you make a good one and it kind of like wears in and stretches and just, it's about perfect. Yeah. Don't want to give it up. I had a a little cheat code for that. My mom had like a pizza roller that was meant for cutting fabric. It wasn't really a pizza roller or a pizza cutter. It just looked like one and it was super sharp. And you threw that bad boy on there. Perfect cut every time. Which would have been super cool if I was like really ripped, but once again, kind of just pudgy. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah that was my problem with the the deep cut off too because i always had a gut so and i i did go through a weird phase where i would wear like a like a like a wife beater underneath it so it was just like oh god it was just a weird time god i wish i'm gonna go back in time and kick my own ass <laughs> yes absolutely but uh, I gotta I gotta cut this one short. I gotta I gotta wrap this cast up. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, loyal listeners. 
All righty. Well, that kind of works out. I had a, just a few more like topics or whatever, but I will I'll save say those for. We might we might time. be able to do like a might be able to do a weekend cast or something. Do a okay. little extra because I would say I've got I got plenty written down. None of it's none of it's time uh, time sensitive. So we got plenty of topics. So might have to burn those off on the like a little special edition. Okay. Uh-huh. Well, All right. Well, that'll wrap up is... episode eight. Yeah, yeah. Hugs and kisses to all my cats and kittens. XOXO. I'll see you boys in the next cast. See ya. Bye.